You are listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here in the heartland as we follow the news in the healthcare industry. Lots happening this week we had a State of the Union address. We had the president visiting our hometown immediately after the State of the Union address. We had a Republican debate, and we'll talk about if they talked about health care a little bit later with Alan Hager, who's going to be joining me. You'll hear from him in just a moment. Also, you're going to uh, have the pleasure to hear a uh, national uh, political expert that we like to feature on the show, Grant Culp, on the program talking about his thoughts on the uh, presidential debate from both sides, not not only the debate, but as well as the campaign. We're getting down into crunch time, and we're wondering which one of these candidates truly have some staying power. Now, this show, America's Healthcare Challenge, designed to keep up with all the latest news in the healthcare industry, in particular as a result of the changes from the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, uh, or whatever you want to call it. Just don't use any profanity if you do decide to call into 402-342-1290 with your thoughts, which you are welcome to do at any time. I actually call this law Democrats in Congress care because uh, the president really showed absolutely no leadership in moving the law through, even though it does bear his name, and he's going to have to live with it. And so we'll talk about his leadership on issue and arguably his largest domestic uh, policy achievement. We'll be uh, grading that uh, at the end of the program. First of all, first story that caught my attention this week, I guess it would have been last week, but I'm not sure if you're avail- aware of TechCrunch. Um, we will uh, talk about it. It's basically a futuristic thing showing the latest technologies out there, and they've been really involved in healthcare. And one article came out of the TechCrunch.com titled, Fee for value drives a trillion dollar healthcare opportunity. Fee for value driving a health trillion dollar healthcare opportunity. What does that mean? We've talked about this on the program many times, and especially in February of last year when the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Sylvia Burwell, announced that by the year 2020, half, at least half, of all Medicare reimbursements for procedures would be tied to a new uh, fee-for-value system, FFV, as opposed to uh, fee-for-service, fee-for-service. And what does this mean? It means that it's trying to, as a result of the health care reform, align payment and reimbursement schemes to uh, incentivize and reward health care providers for improving the outcomes and lowering the costs. We've talked about triple aim on this program before, how it's access, quality, and cost, 
And so the federal government is really trying to make a move towards this. Now, the traditional fee-for-service model has been around since the early 80s. A law called TEFRA uh, is uh, the, I can't even, the tax and ed education reform, something like that. You can never remember exactly what they're called. But the system we've had for reimbursing health care providers is over 30 years old, and they have decided to change it. And the Affordable Care Act definitely took steps to advance this. So who are some of the companies that are really leading uh, this sector? And I'm going to bring in Alan here in a second to talk about this article and others. But we really have technology infrastructure. We have these new payment models such as accountable care organizations. We also have the key component of managing chronic diseases and then also these new care models. We see also that $4.5 billion of private equity fund has gone into health care, which is quite interesting. But, Alan, uh, how massive is this trillion-dollar uh, movement over the next few years in our economy? I, I can't see any other issue really being this big. Do you? Uh, no, I do not. And I will tell you this. When you think about technology and how rapidly the technology sector has grown into the healthcare industry, it uh, it's starting to dominate every aspect of the, the the industry. I mean, when you think about all of the cyber hacks and all the healthcare hacks that we've experienced over the last year, uh, all the different changes in incentives for moving more towards an electronic health record for your uh, physicians and your different uh, healthcare practices. Uh, you know, we talk about wellness and disease management. You've got all these different applications, all these different wearable devices now, uh, and how you take care of yourself and, and how much of that information is available now to not only yourself, but also to your practicing doctors. And so, uh, You've got so many different groups coming up with new devices, new applications. I think somewhere I saw there were over 150,000 different health apps available on your iPhone or your Android phone. So, I mean, there's opportunities abound out there for developers as well as inventors and different things. And so I, I would say that we're going to continue to see these fees for value go up and different types of technology coming out that not only talk about traditional uh, health care, but also futuristic things that we're looking at. You know, for example, an electronic hospital, what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, we have an electronic ICU here in Omaha, um, and that is starting to take shape all around the country where you, electron you, know, you electronically monitor your most critical patients. But you're also seeing telemedicine, move more in towards into the house. Mm. So you have your technology right there in the house and you can actually schedule an appointment with your doctor and have him view everything right there on the, on, on the spot. You know, they're even providing digital stethoscopes to patients so they can hold them up to their heart and the doctor on the other end can hear. So there's a whole host of advancement in technology that's just going crazy right now. One of the things that we were talking about as we were preparing for this show was um, how the federal government is trying to use technology and, um, for example, with the VA and other things. Let's talk about how their uh, purchase, uh, how would you say, what's the right word to do it, um, their purchase savviness or uh, are they good consumers? What happened this week or recently 
with uh, the government and electronic medical Okay, records. so last year, late last year, uh, Cerner, want, Cerner and the Lidos Health Consortium, which is a large consortium of probably 20 or 30 different organizations, beat out Epic for the DOD healthcare insurance contract. So what does that uh, mean? Basically what it meant was that the DOD was outsourcing their uh, electronic health records to Cerner. So they didn't have to build their own system like they had tried to do in the past. Probably a smart move given their track record with healthcare.gov. Yeah. And so the DOD went to Cerner. Well, here recently, the VA decided to contract the Epic. And so... And these are the two main competitors, right? How many, yeah. How many... How many companies provide this service? Well, I I think you're looking at probably, you know, there are hundred different hundreds of different types of electronic health records, but when you talk large scale that are scalable to large organizations like the government, you're probably talking maybe five or six. Okay. But should they have maybe picked just one so they can all because remember the term last year, we're gonna be talking here. Interoperability. Yes. One of the themes from last year was interoperability. How do these technologies talk to each other? Uh, can these two talk to each other? They can, but it's uh, a massive headache and large amounts of interfaces. So buying another third party application to allow these two to feed each other information. So when you're in the military, your records are in Cerner, and when you move over to the VA, your excuse me, flip the yeah, uh you, your records would go to Epic, and so you've got to have a piece there in the middle to feed that information in. Why don't the, I mean if it's and that so and this that's is a what big giant me. headache. It's the same, it's, these are the same two different departments in government. I, maybe Veterans Affairs should be under defense. I don't know. I mean, uh, or not. I don't know. That that's a whole point of discussion for another time. But the fact that they work together because obviously if you're in a veteran at some point you served the Department of Defense, correct? How come? Yes. They can't have the same healthcare system because I just don't see this. I, I already have heard so many horror stories about how terrible uh, the VA can be, and this is just another example of they're making it worse to me, doesn't it? Oh, totally. And you know, I would uh, second that opinion on service at the VA here in Omaha. Um, I have friends who have had to go to their congressmen and their state or their their U.S. senators here. Uh, because of the horrible treatment they've received and the lack of information, and it's almost cost them their life. And so uh, myself being a veteran and having been uh, served at the VA, um, I have severe, a serious problem with the way that they treat their, you know, our military men and women. And I issued a challenge to two different candidates this week in the presidential race to come to Omaha and vis visit the VA because they have made a, pa a passionate plea for veterans to vote for them. And so, again, I would issue that challenge to Donald Trump and to Mike Huckabee both. If you're in, the, if you're in listening, come to Omaha, visit the VA, because it is if you're talking about veterans' health, I, I don't see that we're getting our best bang for our buck, and especially when we're talking about two different systems that don't talk to each other. You mentioned your buddy Huckabee. He's going to be in town uh, coming up this week. Yeah, he? he's going to be in town on the 19th uh, with the Douglas County Republican Party. So we're looking forward to that event. And I know a, a really special and intelligent man really put together things behind the scenes to make that happen. Oh, wait, that would be you. Yes. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I think we're looking forward to that event. Make sure uh, where can they go to get that um, If you'd like more information on that event, go to www.gopevent.com. 
and you'll be able to purchase tickets and learn more about that plan uh, or that event. And if you'd like more information about Governor Huckabee's health care plan, if you go to MikeHuckabee.com, you'll find more information out about that. He's not a shill for Huckabee at all, ladies and gentlemen, not at all. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth. Uh, the presidential race here at the bottom of the hour, our national expert uh, political consultant, Grant Culp, will be joining us to uh, share his thoughts on, on where the race is. We're getting into the, the crunch time, aren't we, Alan? How, how far away are we from Iowa caucuses? We are 16 days from the Iowa caucuses. So Exciting time. We might have to make some predictions as well. Hey, we're going to uh, look at the six trends of, of health care in 2016 when we come back. This is something that you don't want to miss because we're going to look back at the, the what was it, three or four trends from 2015. Um, three trends. The three trends from 2015 and compare how they are uh, to what happened last year. But what's interesting is some of these themes you might be seeing, uh, in particular with uh, technology, uh, is something to, to pay attention. So this is America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our Facebook page dot com slash America's Healthcare Challenge during the week for articles that we talk about on this program and segments from the past. We'll be right back. I fought the law and the, the law. 